from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. We are back. Hopefully, technical difficulties are behind us. Last week, we lost a gem of an episode. There was John, Patrick, and Jake and myself. No Justine, though. I think that's what it was. The universe was letting us know Justine is an integral part of this show, and we should never again drop her out just because she's a woman. And that's exactly what happened last time. Actually, she had homework to do. Did you finish your homework, Justine? The crowd, the people want to know. The people want to know because they didn't know you were not here last week until just a second ago. So for (laughs) the last five seconds, the people have been demanding to know if you can't even run your show without me. Yeah, we can't, dude. It didn't work. It went all it all went down in flames. Luckily, my lovely wife came in and stepped in and we talked about Cary Grant. So that worked out. Oh, wow. How about that? You were talking about the uh, the uh, series you've been watching on Criterion Channel. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Nice. You can check that out. That was the last episode, episode 356, called Wifey to the Rescue. Check that out on, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can listen to us wherever fine podcasts are downloadable. How's that? How's everybody doing today? Patrick, Jake. Patrick, just uh, Jake uh, respectfully just stifled a, a, a yawn there. But before mm-hmm. we started, Jake was uh, high energy, taking bullets for Patrick, uh, and uh, yeah. he was absorbing them, not unlike a Tony Montana. That That's what great. I do. That's what I do for my man mm-hmm. here. I just take I take all the bullets. I take all the blame. Patrick might be the, the guy who. But go ahead, Patrick. Walked into a propeller. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, uh, that you might I be. Do it um, for love. Patrick, you might you might be a little quiet today. Your back hurts. You hurt your back. Not unlike a Mookie Betts. What's going on? Uh, like Mookie Betts carrying the Dodgers, I hurt my back because I was washing my hands at the kitchen sink. <laughs> Which, I know this story is fantastic for content, but it really <laughs> fucking hurts. What kind of a week? doing spit takes. I just, I want to see, I want to see how you were washing your hands. Yeah, that's pretty aggressive. No, just like, it's like legit. Just around washing were you, were you no, doing like a silkwood in the in the bathroom? What were you doing? You just... No, that's what's so fucked. I was literally standing at the kitchen sink, not moving my body, just washing my hands real quick. Mm-hmm. Bar soap or soft I, soap? I, <laughs> soft soap. And as soon as I stopped. Oh, was it the pump? <laughs> you probably hurt yourself pumping. That could that could be it. Was it was a hard pumping the hard soap? Hard water up. or soft water? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a uh, it was a seltzer water. Seltzer? Now. <laughs> Jesus! Wow! Christ. No, I was just washing my fucking hands, and now my back's out. Maybe you're allergic you to cleanliness. You're washing with seltzer, yeah. I don't mm. know what's wrong with me. Justine, did he did he cry out in pain? What happened? Um, we- I came home a little bit later, and then I saw him just standing and staring at me like across the room while I was playing <laughs> with my nephew. Mm-hmm. And I look at him. I'm like, he's staring at me, like staring at me. And um, he told yes. me, like, he just went like this. Like he told me to go over there. I oh, know you didn't even put your hands. I think you just said. I was I I was and am still in incredible pain. And as soon as I got there, he's like, I can't move. I feel like crying. I'm like, oh. oh wow. So you were just you were just standing there waiting for Justine to come home. No, I I couldn't take my shoes off. I couldn't go upstairs. Like ah, wow. So you just couldn't move. 
Yeah, everything mm-hmm. fucking hurt. Have you ever considered? I know that you for a while you've been unhappy with your job, uh, Patrick. But have you ever heard uh, considered taking a job at a dairy? Because it sounds like you're milking this thing. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, yeah, I think you should work at a winery. He's been whining this whole. Time. Yeah, there we go. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you not watching at home, uh, Justine is uh, mimicking milking a cow right now. Um, I love it. At the point where he tells you he can't even move is when you you lower the boom. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, oh, can I tell you I can't even like move? And it's like, oh yeah, climb your river. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you I haven't been able to sit down or lay down in the last forty eight hours. Yeah. Have you have you thought about an inversion table, uh, Patrick? In all seriousness, uh, hope you feel better. I, my, oh, I've not thought about an inversion table. My lower. I love it. I mess up my lower back a lot. So this happens to me yeah. at least once a year where I, I'm out for like a week or two with just a, like my back is just totally messed up. I mean, up. I've hurt my back before, but this is not the same feeling. I've thr- I've hurt my lower back lifting stuff at work and this feels completely different. What does the doctor say? Yeah. This, yeah. The doctor? The doctor? Mm-hmm. You're not going yeah, to the doctor? Sounds like, a doc- sounds like a doctor thing. If you, if you can't even move, you better go to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I might need to. I don't you're know. thinking, how do I get in the car? How do I actually get into the car and sit down with this back? <laughs> Would it be more no, comfortable no. if you lied down during the podcast? Yeah, uh, it's the same either way, either sitting or laying down. If if I stay completely rigid and still, I can get away with it. But if like as soon as like if I shift to the left right now, don't do it. I it shoots right up my left side. He says wow. it, then he does it. And he says, Why don't you, have you been watching, here's what I recommend. Watch the uh, the back cracking videos on YouTube, the, all the chiropractic videos, and maybe like some of that energy. It'll just, that energy will fall You'll, you'll yeah, absorb you some of that energy. You can live vicariously through them and feel some form of relief. Yeah, like when they cry, when they get like such a good adjustment that they start crying because they're pain-free for the first time in I don't know how many years, like those. You ever see those? You ever watch the Y-strap yeah. guy? Oh, yeah, I've seen that where you look like he's gonna break his neck. That that looks so. I I'm terrified of it, but at the same time, I want I want to see what it feels I, like. I think you should get it done by a professional, not by Jake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you want to pay money, you. or do you just want to pay in love and affection? Because that's all I need. Mm. Yes, Jake would What's walk that? on my back. <laughs> I don't understand why Patrick doesn't want this. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know what? It's a special thing between you and Mario. Well, here's the thing: Patrick would always go. You guys are going to mess up your back, and we would crack each other's backs, and nothing happened. And we Patrick would never participate. And look who's hurting now, huh? Yeah. Where's your Moses you know now, huh? Lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the lesson I'm supposed to learn is use my back as a trampoline. Yeah. Yes. Lesson learned. Let me mount you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let Jake do his work. Let Jake let work. Do, let Jake work let his me magic. Do what I do best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic. Magic. Disappoint. Toes. Disappoint. Mm. Just totally checked out of the conversation. She's reading a magazine or playing like, Animal Crossing. I can't tell. What are you doing, Justine? She's like chapter Chapter Eight. I am nailed to the hull. I have to change all the episode numbers because I prep it ahead of time, but you did a recording without us, so now I have to change all those. No, that's fine. And the dates. I kept the number. <gasps> I kept, oh, didn't I tell you? I kept the number. I, you would usually do, I would usually do that as a bonus episode, but I kept the number so that you wouldn't have to change anything. Yeah, but no, now she has to go through and move everything the down dates, one. My dates, too, are wrong. 
Why would you preload mm. everything when you know we do bonus episodes and such? Because she does it for free. Yeah. Don't do that because then what if something comes up and we have like a special guest? Mm-hmm. What if all of a sudden like Home Video Hustle wants to record something tomorrow? We yeah. throw that in there. I'm all the way down to November 3rd right now. Oh my gosh. You don't need to be that far ahead. We're not even going to have a show by then, most likely. Yeah. What if we get an exclusive wow. interview with Mookie Betts, you know? We yeah. Be Mookie. Yeah, Mookie. Mookie. He'd be so annoyed if, with us. Mookie got hit by a pitch. Mookie got hit by a pitch, but he'll be, he'll be back in a lineup tomorrow. The last episode should have been 356, but now we're on 357, yep. but now i got to move all of them together. I don't know what that means. All the way to November. And you, then you know, take out the date. Hey, Justine, That's you can rough. do that after the show. <laughs> you, can, you can maybe do that after the how show. About, how about if I never do it? How about that? <laughs> you can maybe do it after the show. That yeah was a was a go fuck yourself yeah. Justine, do you, <laughs> Justine, do you want to give us your? You hadn't figured that one. Justine, out. do you want to give us your scores for last week's movies, which were Mean Streets and uh, Duel? No, I have to watch it. Are you going to watch it, or is it going to be like a Jake situation where? No, I'll watch it, but I had to watch the other two movies today, and I didn't feel like watching four movies. Why? They were all good. The first two were great, so why wouldn't you want to watch two more? <laughs> I, like, I struggled with the last two, like just finishing it. Why? Mm. Are we going to talk about last week's movies? Which one? Since ones? we lost that episode. No. I mean, you can give us your scores real quick. I have them logged for Justine. I think I forgot my scores. <laughs> I got them right here. We'll let you just read it off. That'd be fine. Uh, yeah, for Mean Streets, uh, let's see. Jake, oh, for Duel, Jake gave it a 5.5. Patrick gave it a 4. John and I both gave it a 7. For Mean Streets, Jack and, or Jack, Jake and Paige, Patrick both gave it a 5. <laughs> Jake and Patrick. <laughs> Jake and Patrick. Both give it a five, and John and myself both give them sevens because John and I have good taste. So yeah, I stand by that. Don't make don't don't make Patrick laugh. You're hurting him. I struggled with Mean Streets so bad. Oh, you watched it? Why it got a five? Well, I watched like the first twenty minutes, and then I just had to stop because I was like, I'm just falling asleep, and I'd rather do something else. Mm-hmm. It was all talk. I just needed more. <laughs> <laughs> I said last week, and now it's gone to the annals of time. Sometimes that Go ahead. It, I I'm would have make... appreciated that movie more if the characters were interesting. I get it's a slice of life and it's a character study, but the characters were boring as fucking shit. It's just talk, 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 yakety, yakety, yak. Mario, I want to um, put a bug in your ear. Maybe maybe somewhere in the next 12 months we can watch My Dinner with Andre. No, and never. see. If heads explode, <laughs> never. All it is is a bunch of talk. They just sit at the table and talk. Even I can't watch that movie. Twelve Angry Men. Fun. But wouldn't that be funny? But all they do, literally, all they do is sit at a table and talk for two hours. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting in on someone else's conversation. Yeah. Wait till but we that's get funny. Whenever somebody says, whenever somebody says that movie was just a bunch of talk, I go, hmm. How'd you like to watch a movie that really is just a bunch of talk? <laughs> you know, I remember once uh, when my dad was still around, uh, he and my mom went to go see Bridges of Madison County because everybody had recommended it to them. Uh, 
Mm. And uh, I said, Mom, how was it? And she said, it was boring. All they did was stay inside the house. She said, I stay inside the house all the time. I want to go. If I go to the movies, I want to see him go somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's great. God, your mom is funny. Your mom's hilarious. She's like, all they did was stay in the house all day. They didn't go anywhere. And I was like, wow. That's true. They're like in the, they're in the kitchen and the dining room, and then they're in the living room. It's like. Yeah. Mm. She said, they never leave the house. I wanted to. She's like, I want to go see a movie where they leave the house. Riveting. There you go. Yeah. I can't remember. Is there. I, I think. Yeah. I think my dad took. Uh, Went to go see that with somebody. I, don't, I can't remember. Is there like a sex scene in that movie, or is it implied? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I'll tell you what movie. That, I'll tell you what movie. My parents came home. It was right before my dad died. My parents came home, uh, and I was I was just over the moon because they decided to go see a movie. Uh, you'll never believe what it was, and they both came home loving it. And it uh, it was Mother Albert Brooks's Mother with Debbie Reynolds. Oh, they both wow. loved it. They both loved it. They they really. Wow, that's it. great. <laughs> Because you would think that maybe that wouldn't go over big with parents, you know. <laughs> well, also, I, I just it's just not a movie I would think they would have gone to see. Uh, yeah. But I guess, you know, they, knew, the, uh... they, they knew Debbie Reynolds, so that was enough for them to go, yeah. oh, let's go check it out. And they thought it was, yeah, a, yeah. They thought it was funny. So, you know. Hey, there's one. Well, that's great. That's one for Albert Brooks. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, that's right. How often do you see Debbie Reynolds? If you're of a certain age, how often do you see a marquee that says starring Debbie Reynolds? You yeah. Know? It's like... So they went to go check it out, and they, they liked it. So uh, I'll, I'll oh, never forget that. I was like, oh, hey, my parents went to see Albert Brooks' movie. That's pretty That's pretty great. That's so cool. Um, all right, guys. Let's t- so, Jake, you gave everything. You were you were bored last week. But this week, you look like you're, you're spry. You're ready to talk about these movies, man. You're ready to talk about these two great 70s, uh, uh, what, what, what classics, are classics, yeah. Well, one of them is definitely a classic, mm-hmm. and the other one is The Warriors. Hey, <laughs> you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, The Warriors, though, John, John will, John will attest to this. This movie was huge. This was a huge movie. Yeah, this is, this is a very yeah, popular movie. The hell out of it, huh? Yeah, everyone loved it. It's it's weird. I don't know. I, I couldn't figure it out then, and I can't figure it out now. But people loved it. I'll tell you. It's good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's get into the. Hey, are you guys watching? Uh, before we get into it, are you guys watching Falcon and the Snowman? Yes. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. How? What do you guys feel? How was that last episode? What happened in the last episode? <laughs> it was very. Came caught out and they got the shield back. Must have oh been yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? That was crazy because we had to watch the two in a row. So we saw the part with the shield. I guess that was the last episode or the last last episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we saw the next one right after because I was like, damn. Yeah. Um, this show's like, it's a little deep. It's just not as fun. I'm just looking forward to Loki June 11th. <sighs> when is Loki? June 11th. June 11th. Here's the thing, though, Justine. Loki could be the crappiest show, and you're going to give it nothing but rave reviews because of Tom, Middles, Tom Middleston. Sorry. Yeah, but I'll rip it apart. I can't. <laughs> oh, I will rip yeah. that ass apart. Woohoo! Jesus. Clean up on aisle five. Patrick, does, <laughs> Patrick, does it bother you that she likes just boring people? Like, just like the most boring Adam Driver. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston, you know, does it bother you? Apparently, that, I'm boring. That's what she's it's either 
It's either boring or way too young. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Tom. Uh, it's like Tom Kim Holland. Man. Tom Holland. Yep. Yeah, like Although, 15. remember, he's probably like 29, you know? He's playing 17, but he's probably like 29. No, she knows how old he is exactly. How old is he, Justine? He's not 29, that's for sure. He's 24. No. Yeah. Okay. She's I guess he's young. 24? Yeah. Yeah. Guess, it, guess it's pretty young. We're 11-year difference. <laughs> Do you know how many months? It's <laughs> <laughs> you can make it work. Well, so are you and Patrick, I've, so I've it works out. Worse. I've seen worse. Hey, yeah, there you go, Patrick. I helped you out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, guys, let's move on to... Uh, it's time for the Digital Movie Club. J- Pat- Jake is now dancing in his seat. You all right, Jake? Mm-hmm. Are you getting pumped for mm-hmm. Warriors or what? What? Are you getting pumped for Warriors? <laughs> it's like there's some music that we can't hear in that room. <laughs> He's singing Daniel himself. <laughs> and with that, we enter the Digital Movie Club. Welcome in, members. Welcome. It was actually recognizable this time. Have a seat. Welcome, 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 everyone. Our two, we are this week. We explore two 1970s films. This is our last. We're going into the 90s next week. Justine, are you happy about that? Yes. Right. <laughs> Patrick, you look like you're in pain. Is that because of the movies, or does your back hurt again? I just moved. Justine, do me a favor. Why don't you, while on camera, get in, go into, uh, what's his kid's name? Patrick's room. Patrick. And get your elbows and just run it along his spinal cord on either side of his spinal cord. Just deeply rub the elbow all the way down and work those muscles. I don't want the people's elbow. Come on. You just take no you take your you take the but you take the, the like the heel of your hand, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right palm, palm, palm. dumbass. No, <laughs> no, this isn't the, not the palm though. It's right there. It's like right where, mm-hmm. right where the right where your wrist attaches to your palm. Mm-hmm. Your and, wrist. And, and do what? Just get, just get them real good. It'll help. I swear. Let me go, Patrick. I'm gonna go over there after, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work on your. Please back. don't touch me. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna work, I, don't, I'm gonna, I don't like to be touched as I'm gonna, it is. You I'm know gonna this. work on you. We're just gonna work. We're gonna, on you, me okay? and Jake are gonna show up, and you're yeah. when you're when we're done with you, your pee is gonna be so yellow because <laughs> of all the lactic acid that we we break out of you. <laughs> Jesus. You remember in The Odd Couple where Walter Oscar says, now bear with me because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And he's like rubbing his head and yeah, yeah, yeah. running his, his hand up over his neck and over his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's do that. God love him. But seriously. You okay? you okay, Patrick? I'm looking at him. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, okay. Right. He's fine. All right, Patrick. Well, if you can, give us the breakdown on uh, on Foxy Brown, if you can. We're starting with Foxy Brown. We're, gonna start, we're just going to go in chronological order to close All it. All right. Foxy. Uh, Foxy Brown released in 1974 on April 5th, directed by Jack Hill, as well as Screenplay. Uh, got a 6.5 IMDb, a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do not have a budget or box office, unfortunately. 
Although it's estimated 500,000. Yeah, he said on the commentary that they wouldn't give him a penny more. He, you know, he said they said not a penny more. Yeah. Because he was getting paid more and, and Premier was getting paid more because coffee made so much money. Mm-hmm. So he said, great, you can do another one. You both get a bigger paycheck, but not one penny more on the movie. <laughs> Wow. Do you want me to read the background stuff for it? Yeah, read the little uh, synopsis of it for us. Uh, Make it exciting, right. though. Unable... Uh-huh. Make it exciting, though. <laughs> Make it sound uh, like you're not. Yeah, it's not a meeting. Yeah, it's not a meeting. Channel, channel that hatred into your reading. Okay, mm-hmm. channel it. Channel it. I rescind my offer. all <laughs> read it yourself, you bunch of bums. Fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Shit. Uh, unable to pay back the twenty thousand dollars he owes the mob, small time hustler Link, played by Antonio Fargus, instead gives up the identity of an undercover cop, Terry Carter who happened to be dating his sister, Foxy Brown, played by one Pam Greer. Uh, when the gangsters later kill the cop, Foxy is quick to make the connection and swears vengeance. Posing as a prostitute and with the help of a group of neighborhood vigilantes, uh, she gradually tracks down the hitmen, uh, their mafia bosses, and her own brother. What are they? A group so of what? Ten, you said vigilantes. A group of what did you say? Uh, vigilantes. <laughs> Sounds like... How a- would Shatner pronounce that? <laughs> vigilantes. <laughs> Uh, Vigilantes. The way the way uh, Patrick said it sounds like something. You Vigilantes. Get at, it sounds like something you can get at Starbucks. Can I get a large vigilante? Sabotage. Yes. A grande vigilante. Vigilantes. Um, all right. <laughs> Who wants to start with uh, Foxy Brown? We. This is the follow up to Coffee. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they supposed to be related? No. Yes. Yeah, same. Oh. Same. He uh, he wanted to make this a, a straight out sequel to Coffee, but um, there was a, there was some sort of hang up. I can't remember what it was, but he wasn't able to do it. So he, he said, "Well, I'll just make it another character." But she's pretty much going to behave like Coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. John, why don't you walk us through this? What do you What did you think of uh, Foxy Brown? Um, you know, I like anything with Pam Greer. I didn't like this quite as uh, well as Coffee. I think Coffee was a better movie, and I think even Jack Hill thinks that too but uh he said everything was a little cheaper uh it wasn't as big a cast um they really held him to the budget uh but he said but the good news was uh pam greer got more money because coffee was a hit and he said his paycheck was bigger so i guess he could have <laughs> he could have uh, siphoned some money off of his paycheck but he said basically they held him to uh whatever it was uh, patrick said what was it five hundred thousand yeah five hundred thousand yeah and uh, on the commentary he says yeah they said not a penny more so he said they just had to make do which is a little less of everything, a little less pyrotechnics, a little less cast. But um, he said the girl that did the costumes it just went above and beyond. <laughs> because every scene she's in, she's got a different costume. And he said at the time he was a little worried it was going to date the movie because there's such wild color for costumes. And he thought, gee, in a couple of years, you know, I know these are going to look dated. But he says it ends up being what one of the things that everyone remembers about this movie. And he says it's turned out to be a plus because everyone remembers these crazy, colorful costumes she was wearing. Nice. So he says in the long run, people dig it. And uh, it's, you know, this thing's on its like third comeback, you know. People sort of rediscover all the Pam Greer movies uh, after Jackie Brown came out. 
you know, they had a revival of all her stuff. They played a whole bunch of them at the uh, at the Egyptian, and she was actually there in person with, uh, I think Sid Haig was there one night, you know, people that had been playing lesser roles in some of the same movies. Good old Sid Haig. So, yeah, I like... I, uh, yeah, and Sid Haig just passed away, I think. What was it, like last year? And he's appeared in this one as the pilot for a quick second. Yeah, he, I think he's in probably every Jack Hill movie. He's got people that he likes to put in like every movie. I think Sid Haig is one of them. So sometimes he's a heavy, sometimes he's not. But usually he's playing a henchman, you know, <laughs> big, tall, bald guy. He's usually playing a henchman or a or a bad guy. Yeah, Nicole. So yeah, I like this one. Nicole came in when we were watching. It was the scene where um, she's sewing her her boyfriend around the neighborhood and they, they, they grab that drug dealer and beat him up. Yeah. And she was just like, Oh my God, what is this movie? And I said, you got to understand, like <laughs> I said, you got to understand this is a time when people weren't giving black filmmakers any money or any credit. So they went out and did everything on their own. They, they hired, yeah. the, you know, stunt people. They shot on the streets of LA. Uh, yeah. You know, so these movies definitely have a certain feel to them. And, and it, it always appeals to me. Because it's that independent spirit of, well, if you're not going to do it, we're, we'll do it ourselves. And, uh, yeah. you know, we can make a movie and we can make a character. We can make our own characters and have our own heroes. And I, I always like that yeah. about these movies, you know. That's the spirit that these movies were made under. So uh, Yeah, and, you know, and, and she's so gorgeous. But, I mean, that's the thing that's, you know, obviously the number one thing you're thinking is just how beautiful she is. But Jack Hill said the thing about these characters that he wrote, Foxy Brown and Coffee, and all these movies that he wrote for Pam Greer, he said basically they're based on Pam Greer because he said she had about four different levels to her. She was beautiful. She was super smart. She could sit down and talk philosophy with you, but she was also tough and didn't take any bullshit and was very much could carry on a conversation with anybody, you know, be it somebody in like a, uh, you know, like an executive or somebody just on the street at a hot dog stand. She was just multidimensional. So he said, even though these movies feel like they're just exploitation movies, the character is always tough, can always handle herself. And he says, you'll notice that there's no cavalry riding in to save her. Whenever she's in a jam, she's pretty much got to get herself out of it. Even if it's like grabbing that razor blade with her tongue. You know? Yeah. He said that was that was her idea. He said, okay, we got the situation. How are you going to get out of those ropes? And she said, you know, I saw a girl do this thing once where she picked up a razor blade using just her tongue and her lips. Ah. <laughs> so he said, okay. So he said, okay, see if you can do it. So he said that whole scene, she, she's the one that said, here's how I'm going to get out of those ropes. You know? That's great. So, uh, yeah, he said, you'll, you'll notice in all of her scenes, if she's really in a, in, a, in a jam, she's the one that gets herself out of it, you know? throw the gasoline on the guys, light a match. I mean, there's nobody riding into the rescue, basically, with her movies, if, if Jack Hill's riding it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I dig this one, but I think I like the coffee a little better. Okay. Justine, Foxy Brown, thoughts, questions, concerns, comments? I didn't like it. Okay, Jake. I thought it was... <laughs> oh, um, Patrick's like, it's a B movie. That's why it looks like that. I was like, oh. I don't like it. Um, the whole time I was like, oh, she probably has a bleed in her hair. And then she did the tongue thing. I'm like, oh, okay, she just has it there now. I don't know. I, did you like the gun in her? Did you like the gun in her afro at the last scene? <laughs> it's yeah, like she's hiding like, a gun oh, in her afro. <laughs> yeah, it was a blade. It was a gun in her. A gun in the afro, yeah. <laughs> it was just probably a bit too much sex in it or too much 70s in it I should say I just I don't know 
I just didn't find it necessary. I just didn't care for the characters, actually, in the whole thing. I did not care. That's weird, because you liked coffee, I remember. I really like coffee, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. That, coffee probably felt less... Uh, like an exploitation film. These are all pretty much, it's true, they're like B-movies or exploitation films. Coffee felt a little more like an A picture, I think. Okay. Because they do have the word, that he, just, he does, uh, her boyfriend in Coffee does say uh, he likes the young lusty bitches. So, I mean, there is that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Amen. That. <laughs> you know, B-movies, it's like when we do those, uh, you know, some of the monster movies, like sometimes you have to grade the B-movies on a different curve, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's okay, Justin. No, pun, so we're, no pun intended. That's what we're doing. This is, it's, it's, a, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's an experiment to see what, uh, mm-hmm. what we like and what we don't like. You, mm-hmm. The kids today. What are the kids like? The kids today like. Patrick, what did you think of my man, uh, Foxy Brown? Uh, I accept this movie for what it is, and it's a lot of fun. There you go. Uh, I enjoy coffee a lot more Mm -hmm. but this still has some nice shining moments that are enjoyable Mm -hmm. um overall the story is just okay but it's got some great death scenes in it that Mm -hmm. you know are not realistic and that's why they're kind of fun Mm -hmm. there's one great dummy kill in here that's a great dummy kill when the dude walks into the propellers. it's (laughs) such a good death you're just like man brutal yeah um I mean, and then, like, you know, what can you not like about a movie where she gets revenge by cutting a, dick, a guy's dick off? Like, and, what's, yeah. what's not mm-hmm. to appreciate about that? He's a really I, shitty human being, and he got his just desserts. And then it's like, hey, what's in that, what's it, in that pickle jar? Yeah, he's, 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 it looks like a pickle jar. That always makes me laugh. Exactly. That girl, um, John, who is that woman? The villainess. Oh, I don't know. I've she's never heard of her. In like, she'd only been in like three movies. Uh, let me. I had it up just a second ago. She's she's, she's pretty she's pretty slimy. You, you know, she's a good villain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, she's not a great, like she's not a great actress, but she's a good villain. It's weird. I'm like, oh, right. She, it's almost like she's yeah. It's almost she's like she's playing it like a real person, but it's uh, there's something very uh, slimy about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name Loder. is yeah, Catherine Loader. She was in. The Big Doll House, Night of the Witches, and Foxy Brown. Wow. She yeah, reminds so me of the really. daughter on uh, Lost in Space. That's who she kind of, like, if she... Oh, had, yeah. If, if, You're right. If she had kind of aged... <laughs> so now we know what happened. Yeah. If she had aged... <laughs> if she had aged... Like, it's the wrong age. But, like, if she... she had, really yeah. yeah. But uh, she, it looked like, it, like, you know... If this movie yeah, had been yeah, made, yeah, like, in right. 81, you'd be like, that's the daughter from Lost in Space. She if you died. put her in a... Silver zip-up suit. She died four years after this movie. Yeah. Oh no. She died at thirty-eight. Wow. Yeah. It was from the shock of seeing what was in that pickle jar. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Wow. Uh, So, Patrick, I'm sorry, Patrick. It's 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 a fun movie, and I can accept it for you know what it is. I'm not going in to see like a stunning piece of master cinema, but. Um, I can have fun with it. I enjoyed it. The, to me, these movies are always about what people can do on a budget and what people yeah. can do. But but then also there's a fun side to it, and a lot of that gets made fun of in like I'm gonna get you sucker because there's like right. there's like the, right. you know because there's a scene in the they have the, the the bar fight they have the fight in the bar and it's the, a, the lesbian bar. it's a lesbian yeah. bar specifically and, yeah. a lesbian yeah, bar and you can tell when one of the girls goes to the jukebox that it's, that it's a guy in drag yeah. and you're just like oh this is perfect oh, yeah. so they really know what they were doing and I'm gonna get you sucker when it's like it's supposed to be the mom beating the guy up and it's a dude with a handlebar mustache you know <laughs> yeah. 
It's just, and all it's, the blood, all the blood looks like ketchup. You'll notice in this movie particularly. Oh, it's, it's red page. It's in both movies, red. both movies yeah. have that red. It's, <laughs> if it's you can accept its ridiculousness, you can really mm. enjoy this. But show. there's also great stuff where they're just. I mean, you know, she beats people with like a bar stool. She's like a woman. Yeah, like, takes, she's you know? an incredibly powerful woman, and I, I think it's wonderful that she gets the spotlight. Yeah, I think that's really cool that. You know, even when she's down, she's not out, and she's not like given up and weak. And I like that they portray her as a really strong mm-hmm. heroine. Even her, bro- even her brother's afraid of her. Even yeah. her brother's <laughs> like you know. my sister, baby, and she's a whole lot of woman. Yeah, even the movie, even the movie. Yeah, like shit, man. The great Antonio Fargus. Uh, oh yeah, God! Because he knew knew he was gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like that scene where he, she shoots part of his ear off? It's like next yeah. time I'm I'm not going to be so particular where I shoot. You know? Yeah, it's impressive, dude. She's uh, a badass. Right. Now yeah. that I got so, you, you can see why Quentin Tarantino loves these. You oh know? yeah, you know oh, what he's yeah, doing, like kill Kill Bill. You know, yeah, it's Quentin Tarantino all over. You can tell he loves yeah. these films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, Jake. Talk to me, Foxy Brown. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the breast uh, black exploitation films we've seen so far. No. Um, Boo! I thought it was absolutely titillating. Boo! I've been waiting all, been waiting you, all wait, week wait. to say that. Uh, Did you write these down? Jack, I see you looking off to damn. the left every time you do no, this. No, it's up really here. I just need a name. Home. I needed names. And then Jack Hill, okay. It's you really you can really tell this is areola of expertise, you know? Oh, <laughs> Jake, you're such a boob. <laughs> <laughs> the show's yeah. gone tits up. I'm out. Wow. Yeah. wow! There we go. Well, Still at least going. why do you like guys it. even laugh? I don't even give in. Just don't just, even well, Justine, if you were paying attention, but we're over here keeping abreast of the situation, Thank and you're you. over there I'm ignoring things. We can keep doing but, this all day. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was decent. Um, Pam Greer is fantastic, as always. She's really the highlight of this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Everything else just kind of plays second fiddle. Story, any other character included. Um, but yeah, it's just a good time. Anytime I, I watch it, it is, it's meant to be a good time. Any, you found it titillating. I found it titillating. Anytime I watch these movies, I'm always struck with like a sense of of. Uh, Anger at the fact that Pam Greer wasn't a bigger star in the seventies. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. she's she's got everything it takes to be a leading lady, a tough leading lady. Like how? Yeah. Why she had a, a tough time crossing over into mainstream movies? I'll never know. I mean, I know, but I don't Racism. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she. I mean, she's the best. I mean, she's great in all of these movies, and she's believable. And. Yeah. Uh, like you know, she could have been a female James Bond, hundred percent for sure, oh, yeah. for sure. So Dude, you watch these movies and you go, you could have that done, you could have done so great. much with uh, the characters that you had in these movies, making mainstream movies. Considering mm-hmm. some of the direct that came out in the seventies, you know, I mean, they were great. Well, you think about like uh, like Jim Brown did cross over. You know, there were people that crossed over during the uh, black exploitation era. You know, yeah, Jim Brown got to where he was doing you know a pictures, Hollywood pictures. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, she's always she in any of these movies. The, she's always the big draw, um, and so you know you like like John said. I kind of or Patrick said I kind of uh, rate these differently. This is like rating like a Jackie Chan movie or like a Godzilla movie, where it's a certain you know it's very much a genre movie. 
Yeah. But uh, within those parameters, I mean, you know, you, I think you I like go in wanting to see like the dummy kills and the bad special effects. Yeah, you, and the bad acting for that. Yeah, that's that's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. You, you accept it because that's what you want out of it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, I want to know where that hot dog stand was, John, in the beginning. I want to. Know I was you. wondering. Yeah, I thought, boy, that looks like a few places I remember from the uh, going back. Places that aren't there anymore. Yeah. Don't talk about hot dogs with that guy at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> How about that? She leaves him alive. She's like, I'm not going to kill yeah. you guys. I'm going to leave you alive. But yeah. It's great. Right. I want she you knew. to suffer. That's the point. She, she didn't even have to hurt. You know, she shot the chick once and that was it. Like, she mutilated mm. the other guy. Oh, that was yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just really, All right, just cleaved uh, it. Just cleaved it right off. Let's talk about John. How do you rate? Uh, how do you rate Foxy Brown, John? I uh, give it a six. Six, Justine. Six. Ooh, as good as Casablanca. Uh, Patrick. Mm, six point five. Six point five. Jake. I give it a six. All right, I'm gonna give. You know what? Uh, I like coffee better. But uh, I'm going to give this one a seven. I'm going to give this one a seven. Yeah. I think I gave coffee a seven. I don't yeah, I'm going to give this one a seven just because there's some, there's some stuff in. Because you know what? Honestly, these movies also deal with stuff that mainstream movies don't deal with. Like the woman, basically they have the situation like in, uh, the, it's right out of uh, Yojimbo and uh, Fistful of Dollars where the girl, the, the mom is first into prostitution and the husband comes and is like, no, you know, yes, ma'am, Justine, you're raising your hand. We all gave coffee an eight. I give it an eight and a half. There we go. Ah. All right. ah. There we go. So we did all like it better, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it deals with some issues, you know, and these girls are obviously roped into this, you know, into this lifestyle. There's all kinds of, you know, undertones here that, you know, it's all these kind of, uh, uh, it's all the stuff that we're, these problems, social issues that we're tackling 50 years later, you realize have been around forever, you know, so I kind of. You know, and these movies were kind of just t- tackling it head on, like no other movie at the time or talking about these issues. So while it's a bit cheesy at times, it uh, it still tackles some issues. So I'm going to give it a Sometimes seven. it's easier. It's easier if you're under the radar to tackle some things like that sometimes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, let's move on to The Warriors. Patrick, wide awake, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. All righty. The Warriors released in 1979 on February 9th. Uh, got a 7.6 on IMDb and 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. 88. Directed by, yeah, 88. Directed by Walter Hill uh, with a budget of $4 million, gross $22.5 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, brief synopsis a turf battle between New York street gangs. Uh, that rages from Coney Island to the Bronx. The Warriors are mistakenly fingered for the killing of a gang leader soon. They have every gang in the city out to get them, uh, out to get revenge, and they must make their way across the city to their own turf. The movie of different outfits. Mm. <laughs> Let me ask you this, guys. Who is your favorite gang in the movie? Who is your favorite gang, street gang? John, who's your favorite street gang? Oh, I don't know. I always, I always thought the guys that were dressed up like baseball players were the silliest. Yeah. You know, the idea that these guys are draw, walking around in baseball outfits with the face paint, you know. Yeah, what about the mimes in the beginning? You didn't like those guys? Yeah, that almost seems like it's out of uh, out of a cartoon. You know? <laughs> like, what is that, the French gang? They're all dressed up like mimes? Yeah, yeah. You know? They're all dressed up like Marcel Marceau. Uh, Justine, who is your favorite gang? 
I like the baseball ones. The baseball fury. It looked like they were trying to go for a clockwork orange thing. Is what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was like a kiss thing when I first saw it because the. <laughs> hair. Oh, maybe. But um, when I saw it, I was like, I mean, they're all in uniform. They all have the same <laughs> weapon. They all got their makeup done. But if they were, they it was were a, there for a show. If it was a kiss thing, <laughs> it was a kiss thing. They could have named themselves the the destroyers or the love guns or something, you know. So something to, that would be kiss related. I think they were just called the Baseball Furies, which is a lame name for a gang, by the way. Yep. Uh, Patrick, what was your favorite uh, gang? Oh, it's definitely the Overall Boys. No. Oh. <laughs> like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake. Yeah, whichever whichever one had the guy with the roller skates. That's the Overall, the boys. overall boys. Yeah. 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 I mean, that outfit alone was scary. Just watching that. <laughs> Yeah. How menacing is that having some guy follow you in roller skates? Yeah, it's just so that. nonchalant about it. He you can know just, he's he fucking mean business when he's not worried about a belt. What's he got in those overalls? <laughs> What's he packing? <laughs> John, did you see this back in 1979? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about it. Talk, talk about it. You, talk about uh the cultural zeitgeist of the time. How big was well, this everybody, movie? Well, everybody dug it. Everybody at school dug it. And um, I remember like Halloween when, they, 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 you know, they let you come to school uh, dressed up. And a lot of guys came dressed as the baseball players, you know, because they had the uniforms if they were on the baseball team. So they would just put the makeup on their face and walk around like that, you know. I don't know. At, you know, at the time there was some... Uh, there was some violence. There was a couple of people that actually got killed, uh, either coming into a theater or coming out of a theater. I don't know where that was, if that was California or New York or where, but there was a couple uh, theaters where that happened. Somebody either on their way in or on their way out got killed because gang people were going to see it. And so uh, what they did is they yanked all the advertising, you know, and like the posters and the, the billboards and the TV ads and all that. So Walter Hill said that kind of put a crimp in it, uh, what it could have done at the box office, but it was, I think it was a hit. It was at least an underground hit. It's, it's had staying power. It's kind of a cult favorite now, but I don't know. I don't Patrick did it show how much money it made. Uh, 22.5 million. It, it, That's the money it made. Yeah. Yeah. And it was budget of 4 million. So, oh, okay. So it sounds like it was a hit, but he said he always wondered if it, they could have made a little more money if they hadn't pulled all the advertising, but the theaters were getting nervous so I think the studio had to like reimburse the theaters and say, we'll keep running it. They were just going to drop the film. And I think the studio said, we'll keep running it and we'll reimburse you for whatever is going on around the theater. You know, if you're losing business or whatever, I don't know how they worked that out, but they said, just keep running it. Cause a lot of the theaters, they wanted to stop running it, but it was, it was a movie that everybody went to see. And most people seemed to dig it. I thought it was silly at the time. I just thought it was just kind of dopey. I never really dug it. So, um, but it's something that I think everybody I know went to go see this movie. You know, it was definitely uh, had a million catchphrases. People, you know, everybody running around with the uh, with the bottles and all that stuff. But I just thought it was kind of dopey, kind of silly. And even even this time around, I thought it was kind of silly, uh, just kind of annoying, kind of comic booky, but not in a good way. So, um, I, and I like Walter Hill. I think Forty Eight Hours is a great movie, and. Um, the Long Riders, and, you know, he's done a lot of good movies. But this one, to me, was always just a little too silly. Just more annoying than uh, than anything. Well, it's also, John, you grew up in an area where there were real gangs, and you know they didn't act that way. 
you know. Yeah, the whole idea that you're in choreographed, you know, <laughs> with the with the vests and the hats and all. I'm just thinking this is just a. Um, you know, I think the way they're running it now. Do they have? Did you have like the comic book inserts, like Meanwhile and all that stuff? No, no. Oh, okay, no, so you watch. There's a director's cut that has all that stuff. We watched. Okay, because he added that. He added that much later. He want, the uh, the budget didn't allow for that. He wanted it to unfold like a comic book. So the director's cut. He puts in all. He put in all these inserts, like uh, comic book inserts, almost like Batman. Like meanwhile, across town, you know, and uh, on the subway, you know. Meanwhile, here's what's happening here, and he said that's the way he wanted it to go out, but they just didn't have the budget for it. So uh, I think he wanted it to kind of feel comic booky, and I think it was supposed to take place in the future. Uh, on the director's cut, the first title card you see is sometime in the future. Obviously, it's not like Blade Runner, but it's supposed to be a few years ahead of when it was made. And I still thought, no, I just can't picture real gangs dressing up like that, you know, dressing up like mimes or having completely co- color-coordinated, you know, they look like they're on Soul Train or something, you know. They look like, you know, with the hats and all that. I just thought, there's no way. Yeah, you're right. Well, how would they tell each other apart? Yeah, John. <laughs> how would I know I'm part of the overall boys? Yeah, you're you're overall. That's what I was wondering. If they just lost their vest that says Warriors... They'd be yeah, ironically, they ironically, yeah, you know, it's it's got some, you know, sure, the Hell's Angels all have the same vest, but it's it's not quite as it doesn't look like you know you're at Radio City Music Hall. Ironically, the the one gang that seems a little more understated is the Warriors. All they have is the vest. It looks like it's plausible. That looks like it's something that's plausible. You got these vests with the the thing stitched on the back, but all these other gangs that are all choreographed and completely <laughs> color coordinated. I just thought, nah, just cannot buy this, even if it's, you know, supposed to be some sort of future shock thing. Well, John, let me ask you this: Did, did you like anything about the movie? Is there anything that you? Uh, nah, not so much. It just it felt real regurgitated. I thought I've seen a lot of this in better movies. The whole thing trying to get out of town, all the stuff on the subway. It wasn't that it was inept. It was shot well. There was some suspense. But I thought most of what I'm seeing in this movie, I've seen done better in other movies. So this is a movie that never got through to me. I know people love it, but it, it never warmed its way into my heart. I always thought it was kind of kind of silly, kind of dopey. And even the stuff that was cool, I'd seen it done better in other movies. So... <laughs> So if someone's looking That's, for this type of movie, like a better movie of this type, what would you uh, recommend? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, God, offhand, I don't know. You know, from the 70s, I guess, yeah, I can't think of anything offhand. I'm just thinking, like, different scenarios. I think this thing, in some ways, beyond being, like, sort of comic booky, it's also kind of, um, Walter Hill's really into westerns. So he says every movie he shoots kind of, is written like a Western, even if it's not set in the ah, old West. Okay, that makes sense. So that explains why I can't quite put my finger on what movies feel like he's appropriating, because he says this movie, like all his movies, are pretty much written, you know, the good guys versus the bad guys. And it all in his head, he's writing everything like it's a Western, even like 48 hours plays out morality-wise like it's a Western so that's what that's what I see when I watch this is I'm going, OK, some of this is falling through the cracks of Westerns I've seen before, you know. Oh, OK. I get that. Yeah. Red Dawn, I feel like would be. Well, you know, I'll tell you something. Walter Hill went on. Uh, he did um, a really good movie that just nobody saw called Wild Bill with uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, Keith Carradine. 
And uh, he also did one on Geronimo, uh, Geronimo, which was really good. And he he wrote the pilot. He wrote and directed, I believe, the pilot to Deadwood. And oh, then he okay. had a falling out with the guy. He, he had a falling out with the showrunner. So that was it. Uh, he but the the pilot for Deadwood. He was very hands on. I think it was. I wrote, he wrote it and directed it. Okay, so nice. he's really uh, in, he's really into westerns. You know, I, you can tell he's seen them all. I'll have to uh, look for that. I know I've heard of Wild Bill. I didn't know that he had directed it and, ri- and written it. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, he's really, uh, you know, he's done good movies and bad. Also, he did about 10 years as just a writer. He did The Getaway. He wrote The Getaway with uh, Steve McQueen. That was him just writing. So he had a whole career of writing movies. And he uh, his first shot at directing was that Charles Bronson movie, uh, Hard Times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think I passed a copy of that on to uh, Justine. That's the one where uh, Charles Bronson is a barrel, uh, a bare knuckle fighter in the oh, 30s during right, the right, Depression. Right. Yes. Justine loved and, it, uh, by the way. Did she? Uh, Lee Marvin, it plays, I think it's, uh, no, it's uh, James Coburn plays his uh, manager. And that was Walter Hill's first uh, directing job. And that's, that's quite a debut. That really worked well. Uh, John, did you have a... Uh what about Deborah Van Valkenburg? You're not even. That's not even gonna. Not even gonna talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm. I know. I'm coming up with with big zeros. I love Walter Hill, but this is not one of my favorite movies. All right. Well, we're still best friends. Don't even worry about that, Justine. <laughs> let's talk about it. This looks like a movie you probably just loved. The Warriors. Go inside of that. Through and through. Justine. Oh, I didn't hear you. My name in the beginning. I said, Justine, this looks uh, like a movie you might have loved through and through. Yeah, and then Jake responded. So I was like, oh, it wasn't my name. No, go ahead, um, Justine. I like the diversity in the film. Oh, okay. I like that it wasn't addressed and they didn't make uh, like a big deal out of it. Um, like I was big- going to say that there isn't a whole gang that's all one race, but can't quite say that. Um, the rollerblade guys that you like are all one race and yeah, it was okay. It's all predictable and it's all just stupid. It just, (laughs) I mean, from what we've watched, it just seems like the start of where people think, um, teenagers are the ones terrorizing everyone and they're the bad guys in all the films and I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. They just made younger people the villains, and I didn't really care for that. That's not a good story for me. Aren't they, though? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are gangs, Justine. These They do exist. It's not like you just made them up for the movie. You know what I'm saying? Gangs aren't, gangs aren't real. Yeah. Let's, come on. It's all, all right. a myth. It's a big conspiracy made by the government. Did you like, uh, was, there anything, was there anything you liked about the movie, Justine? Oh, the diversity you said. That's that you said diversity. Yeah, that's it. Okay, Patrick Warriors. I know this is a favorite of yours. You've I quoted forgot it. I'd seen this before. You've quoted um, it. You've quoted it many times. I make that dumb joke all the time. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, can you dig it? <laughs> I guess that's where Shaq got that, huh? Yeah. Can <laughs> you dig it? It's yeah. yeah. It's um. It's kind of all over the place. Um, 
John saying that it's supposed to be a comic book kind of makes a little bit more sense now that I'm looking mm-hmm. back at it. That kind of puts things a little bit into a better perspective. But there's like only one person, maybe two, who really got famous from this film that I can see, right? It's um, the dude who gets arrested at the park. James Remar. Oh, with the... Uh- yeah, with the uh, handcuffs. And, to, yeah, and the DJ. Those are the only two people that I recognized from this film into anything else. The woman. Who was the, the uh, DJ? Jockey, Who was the uh, DJ? I had it. Come on, all you boppers. Um, it was uh, Lynn Thigpen. I don't know who that she is. She was in a bunch of different stuff. She was in uh, uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? She was that voice. Uh, oh, okay. She was in The District. Uh, she's done a lot of like TV shows and stuff like that. Um, she does a lot of uh, voiceover work then. Yeah, voiceover. She was in Shaft, um, Bicentennial Man, Tootsie. Uh, so she'd been in a bunch of stuff too, but it. It was just an okay film. Um, I don't really love it. Uh, and I don't think it's something that I would probably go out of my way to watch again. Um, the characters aren't interesting enough for you to be invested in what's going on. Like, if the Warriors had died before any res- resolution happened, I probably would have been okay with that. Same as if, you know, the Rogues got their just desserts at the end. Like, it was just, it was okay. Um I think maybe if there was a little bit more of kind of like the B-movie aesthetic and they were a little bit more graphic with some of their, you know, like the violence and the gags and like the deaths and stuff like that, I think might have helped this film a little bit. Um, yeah, it's pretty tame from like a violence standpoint. Yeah, I mean, the like fight, if we're... The fights all we're look pretty staged. Things, yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, the the worst thing you see happen and you don't even really see it happen... Uh, well, actually, probably the worst thing that you actually see happen is the one kid getting slashed on the arm, and that's really it. Or the guy getting uh, run over by the train, but you don't see it. But you don't even you don't even see it. You just see him get pushed on the tracks. Yeah, I and think. They don't even um, ask where he's at. Yeah. No, she yeah, says. Weird no, she says. Yeah. She says he got grabbed by a cop because she walks mm-hmm. away and doesn't see him get thrown on the tracks. Ah. Uh. Yeah. She so, says. So I mean, I think this. I think this film kind of suffers from being a little bit too tame. I, I think if it would be a lot better if they'd kind of upped uh, the ante a little bit more and pushed the envelope, I think this probably would have done a lot better for me. You would have, be- I guess you would have believed it more. Yeah. Like, you, it, <laughs> yeah, you know, because right now all that I see it is, Oh, they're like, you know, the jets and the sharks and they, <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're That's getting it. into street brawls and they're, they're <laughs> snapping their fingers and they're chit-chatting and being like, get off my turf. Whereas if it had been like true like gang war, yeah, yeah, I, it would have been a lot worse. And I think that yeah. he could probably done with a little bit more violence. I don't know. That's it. West Side Story. It, it plays yeah, like out it, too much it, like it West Side like Story. A, it felt like an updated West Side Story kind of. It felt like I was watching that or um, The Outsiders. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was just... Oh, the outsiders! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's probably more violence. Yeah, God, I, there's I probably more true violence in the outsiders. I will, yeah, I hate that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I think that this film needed more um, to really kind of drive point that home, home that point. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, that's where it really suffers for me is it's not it's not anywhere close to believable, and it, it lacks some of the entertainment value because you're not invested in any of the fights. You're not invested if they escape or not. If there'd the been danger, more risk, yeah, like the, the, risk the, the danger, danger doesn't. It doesn't feel real. The danger doesn't no. feel real. Hmm. The, the peril no. doesn't feel real. Well, I, guess I don't know if that was because of the rating. I think that was another thing he remarked on. I don't know if that's because they were locked into a certain rating. But I think it was mentioned at the time that, oddly enough, if there was more graphic violence, it might have been more believable. And you might have had a little more investment in it. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, I guess I'm the only one that was nervous through this whole thing. Okay, uh, Patrick. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake. What's this kid's name? Uh, this, I mean, it's, there are lines in this movie that have woven itself into pop culture in one way or another, you know, Mm -hmm. such as, especially the warriors, (laughs) come out and play Mm -hmm. Your impression of that is really creepy. I'll be honest. (laughs) Gotta really get that screaming part in there. You gotta like, you gotta like bug your eyes out and like bare your teeth like you're does anyone else notice that if if we got Patrick strung out on heroin for a little while, he would look like the leader of the rogues? Have you guys notice that? He would look like yeah. that guy. Yeah. My jaw's too strong and his chin's too pointed. Mm, shave Close that enough. beard and it's okay. another story there. Uh, yeah. Cliff and, and yet the voice, it, the voice is Jake, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little makeup, a little makeup goes a long way. Yeah. Warriors. Do it, do it, Jake. I say we strung out Jake and see what happens. He's already okay. strung that's, out, man. That's uh, got to be the most, an- just about the most annoying bad guy in recent yeah. memory. Him and Ike Clanton yeah. and Tombstone. That's it. Those two. Yeah. yeah. Those uh, are the really guys that shot Cyrus. You really, you really want him to get it. That is a satisfying ending because you really want him to get it, and they're just going to yeah. feed him to the wolves, you know? Yeah. What like, about the money? What about the money you owe? What about it? And he's just like screaming at her and walks <laughs> off. Why'd you do it? Because I wanted to, man. I like to do things, man. <laughs> I like when he gets the knife in the wrist and he's like, that's if okay. If Sid from Toy, if Sid from Toy Story joined a gang, that's probably who he'd be. Oh, that's a great observation. <laughs> or like, who's the, who's the bad guy in Dirty Harry? What's the name of that actor? Oh that, that yeah, Andy, what's his name? That guy was good. Scorpio. Yes, <laughs> that's another one. He beat uh. me up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I got rights, man. Read me my rights. <laughs> yep, I love it. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. <laughs> you just, it's like they want, they want you to root for the Warriors, but I'm like, nothing for me to root for. So yeah. I do not yeah. care. There's no, there's no likable qualities in any of them. Yeah, you know, and, and the characters. Apart from the main guy, kind of because he tells the girl, no, nah, I'm not taking any of that. <laughs> but even even he's kind of boring. Uh, uh, yeah, or whatever he said. I don't know. I want to know more about the the kid who's obviously gay, but he's in the gang and he's the tagger. Right. Like, I want to know more about that guy. Like, what's his yeah, story? You don't even you yeah. don't even see anything on him. I'm like, this guy is the most interesting character, and you see him for like five minutes. In yeah, the movie. It's like what what you like? What's his? Is that story? the kid with the spray can? Is yeah. he is that Rembrandt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, if they took this film and added like RoboCop to it. It'd be so much better, uh, or have, I, uh, or have him like the the 
Surprise. Not necessarily Robot, Robocop himself, but that universe. If they just take the two and stick them together, this would be a better film. Well, I will. Uh, it's interesting you say that because Walter Hill said when he saw Robocop, he thought that they, they'd obviously seen the Warriors just aesthetically, the way they made the city look. He says, ah, I think these guys like the Warriors. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there is a way that this movie is shot where the only people, other people you see who aren't in gangs are always on the uh, platforms of the subways. Other than that, uh -huh. the city at all times is deserted, and it has a feeling like Escape from New York or, or something like that in that era. Yeah. yeah. And it, there is a way that it's shot that has a very certain feel to it that I always, always kind of like. I like that. The streets are really empty. Yeah. Um, like when she's walking down the street, when, the, when, the, when Deborah Van Valkenburg is walking down the street, and they, you know, the warriors are just there. Or that weird, where is that shot? It looks like something right out of, you know, like, like the dark universe, uh, alt, uh, like an alternate universe of the French Connection, where they're trying to get to the train and that bus is cruising along and they're under the, they're under the elevated train. It looks so weird. Yeah. Just the, the places all that shot uh, are really, really cool. And you, but you don't see anybody else in the city aside from the, the subway platforms, and they're only there to get in the way when gangs are trying to run past each other. You're half no, I never thought about like, that. You're yeah. not seeing regular people no, walking around. Yeah. In the only You're other half expecting like one of the villains from Running Man to show up. Yeah, in his it, light up car. it looks almost like a post-apocalyptic universe, which I always yeah. kind of liked about this movie. That was always some kind of like you know it takes place in some kind of weird alternate New York, you know. So mm, yeah. if you think of it that way, then it does work. Then you know if it's like a, an alternate universe New York, then it's like okay, well these guys are while walking around in goofy makeup, but you know. That's okay. In so, so you guys didn't get a title card saying sometime in the future? No. No. That might have, that in itself, that might have given it a better spin because my copy, the director's cut, says sometime in the future. And I thought that almost gives it more of a spin. Like, this is why it looks the way it looks, you know? Yeah. I it's mean, a small I thing. There's some, kind of, some kind of dystopian yeah. thing. Yeah. I just wish they played into that, into that more. Yeah. Yeah, really just kind of did it just enough to fuel the story, and they're like, "Well, we're not going to touch base on it." Yeah. All right, let's let's rank this sucker. All right, let's go, Warriors. Uh, John, I uh, give it a four. Give it a four, Justine. I agree. Four. Uh, Patrick, four. Jake. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, I'll go with a five as well. Not great, but uh, I have enough fond memories of this being... It's so dumb. It's such a dumb movie. But, hey, you uh, amp up the violence, it changes from a four to a six. <laughs> How often do you hear that? Gee, if it was just a little more violent. But know? for me, like there's there's something about the way that this movie's photographed that draws me to it all the time. Like I, I really do like those deserted shots of deserted streets and... Uh, all that stuff. I, I, there's a way that the movie, even the opening scene with the with the Ferris wheel, with the Wonder Wheel. Yeah, I think I think some of the cinematography too. You're right. Kind of reminds you of like uh, New. Uh, what's the Lost es in New York? Uh, Escape from New York. Escape from New York, or yeah. like um, Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, it has like the cinematography has that feel, so I can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why it got a four. Yeah, yeah. Needs needs violence. It just yeah. Uh, also, the the uh, like the leads. If the leads were just a little more magnetic, 
a little more charisma yeah. with the leads, you know, maybe like the just the you know the first three. You know, James Remar is always pretty good, and he turned up. It's funny how he just sort of like disappeared. He was in a lot of movies right about this time, and then all of a sudden he's not around anymore. But he was in a lot of movies, and this is the first thing I can remember seeing him in. Isn't he uh, Mario? Did you ever see Streets of Fire? Yes, that's a. Did you like that? Because that's. That's Walter Hill, and that's like a year after this, or maybe two no, years after and that's, this. No, that movie's such a weird. I never knew what to make of it. I never knew what to make of it. The music wasn't particularly good, um, but it's shot like this. That's the reason I'm asking because yeah. it, it also was shot like you're going. Well, it's kind of retro. The cars are old, but it's supposed to be the future, and the, you're going like, what, like what year is this? And it had a real odd sort of noir slash future shock look to it, and it almost looks like it was shot by the same guy. More neon, you know, more like more like sort of crazy neon flashing. Boy, Patrick would hate that if he hate if he hates the outsiders. Boy, would he hate Streets of Fire. Yikes! Mm. Uh, but yeah, stay gold, <laughs> pony boy. You would really hate Streets of Fire. But if you want, if you, if you ever want to see an interesting an interesting curio from the eighties where somebody just tried to do something completely different, check out Streets of Fire. Uh, I can't recommend it as a movie, but as a as kind of an experience, as a curio, it's definitely something to check out if you've never seen nope, it. Nope, it's not on the list. I'm not fucking watching it's, it. It's uh, Diane Lane. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what got us in the theater. And um, it, it is Walter Hill. I think it's like the next movie. I think it's what he did after The Warriors, Can I think. Can you check that? Uh... Yeah, I'll look it up. Streets of Fire? Or maybe it was after 48 Hours. I don't know. Well, just, yeah, it's called Streets of Fire. Yeah, it's, it's after 48 Hours. But look up uh, Walter uh, Hill's... Uh... 1984... It is Walton Hill. Uh, uh, he directed a bunch of stuff. Do you just want his filmography? Just go from yeah, like War- after the Warriors. Go yeah. from Warriors to Streets of Fire. All right, uh, Alien, obviously. No, uh, he was a no, producer. he didn't direct it. He was a producer. Yeah, uh, I think I think he wrote some of that too. Directing after that is a bunch of TV stuff. TV stuff. Yeah, he mostly produced. Hmm. Well, there's 48 uh, Hours in there, Streets of Fire. Long Riders, Southern Comfort, 48 Hours, there. Streets of Fire, Brewster's Million, Crossroad, Extreme Prejudice, Red Heat, Johnny Handsome, another 48 Hours. Uh, he directed some Tales from the Crypt, Trespass, Wild Bill, Geronimo, Last Man Standing, um, Supernova, Deadwood, the first episode, Broken Trail, Mazda's War, Bullet to the Head, and The Assignment. It's weird because his name turns up on almost all the Alien movies in different... Because I think the first one, uh, he wrote like the first draft and they didn't use it. But he gets like a producer credit. But he's he's in on Alien. Yeah, he's a producer on every single one. Yeah. It's weird that he never got the direct one because his hands are all over the screenplays on those. And I think like, uh, like the third one, I think he did a lot of work on the screenplay. Odd. Michael Pare, that's the guy I couldn't remember. From uh, is that the lead? Is that the he's lead? He's the lead in Streets of Fire. Yeah, crazy. Mm. It's a weird. Yeah, movie. it's a weird, weird movie. Um, yeah. Oh, and guy Rick Moranis is in it, and not playing a comedy role. I think he's playing a fairly straight role, isn't he? I don't know, but it bombed. Uh, yeah, it bombed like crazy. Oh, he did Trespass, which is a a Brent. Yeah, uh, they, they did that over on uh, Home Video Hustle. All right, uh, let's check out what's coming next week to the uh, Digital Movie Club. Oh, Justine's off air. Justine, are you okay? Uh, 
It is Tremors and Hunt for Red October. Tremors Woo! and Hunt for Red October. Here 1990. Here Woo! we come. The 1990s Fucking are here, yeah, finally. Baby. These guys I don't are even need to watch these movies so to be able excited. to review them already. <laughs> what do you want to go ahead and give? Should we just give Tremors 10s right now? Or should we Tremors wait? and Red uh, uh, Hunt for Red October. 10-10. We made it. This is the only time I will give you permission. Next episode is to constantly quote a movie is Hunt for Red October. One ping, <laughs> one ping only, please. We will sit, we will on, sit their, on their coast. And we will listen to their <laughs> rock and roll. And we will conduct missile drills. Who's in Hunt for Red October? Your oh, buddy. Your really? favorite. Really? You're yeah, right. Just humpy, 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 humpy dumpy. Apparently our impressions are so yeah, bad. I'm doing, apparently I'm doing Jimmy Stewart. Yes. <laughs> Now we'll now we'll shit we'll shit on there. Sure we're we'll about to play rock and roll. a game with our old adversary. We'll conduct missile tests. The American Navy. Hmm? Oh, I'm so excited. Your yes. fathers and grandfathers played this game and played it well. <laughs> this was the time anytime. of Sputnik and Yuri Gagarin. Anytime it was on TV, it was just like that's what we're watching. When the world trembled at the sound of our rockets. Well, they will tremble again at the sound of our silence. The order you do a very is good, uh, engage, you do a very good Sean Connery. Engage the That's silent good. drive. But I'm always waiting for somebody on that submarine to go, but you're Scottish. <laughs> don't, don't ruin it, John. He's a Scottish guy speaking Russian and then also speaking English. <laughs> right. I got, John, I got it's like, like, I don't get it. John, I got a news. I got, I got a news for you. All right. These yeah. guys are actors, and actors. I don't not I don't think anybody on the Russian submarine is actually Russian because I don't know if you knew this, but neither is Tim Curry. So well, what's what's great is uh, <laughs> there's a period where when they're doing these movies, the Russians are always played by the Brits, you know, the yes. ba- or or like uh, World War II movies. The Germans are usually played by yeah, Brits, so cool. And they go, "How did that happen?" You know, it's yeah. like because <laughs> they have class and we, Euro- European distinction. So that's yeah, right. there you go. Mm-hmm. We need him to have accents, any accent. They can't be, they can't be some dummy, some guy from <laughs> some dummy. <laughs> I think some guy from Nebraska can pull off that level of sophistication. Uh, I'm excited what? for next week. Mm-hmm. Tremors. That's gonna be a good week. Oh, mm-hmm. love Tremors, man. Right? Good stuff. I haven't seen that one tremors. in a while. Just think about it. We get our Shut we, we get our friend Egg Shen back. You know what? what? If ever there was a week to have Brent on. It's next week. Don't tell me how to run That's... my show. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't. Hey, no, we don't, I don't, no uh... he's gonna ask. He's gonna ask him. Hold, I'm gonna ask him. No, 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 we don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't schedule guests without the host's permission. That's fine. It's done. It's already done. <laughs> you mean the way that Jake got his appointment while we were doing the show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I actually was gonna. Oh, it's already done. I actually was gonna have uh, Brent surprise us with a guest appearance a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and he was not able to make it. But I was gonna kind of throw a surprise on you guys. Ah, yeah, yeah. What show? Yeah, what, what show? Uh, that we been? were gonna do. Let me see. Now we're now we got to do it ourselves. We were going to do. Um, Let's see, I'll tell you right now. I'm looking it up, looking it up, looking it up. I feel like this week would have been pretty good, too. Looking no, it up. it's a trash movie. No, no because he loves... I, 
Foxy Brown would have been good, but I wouldn't want to sub- subject him to the Warriors. I'm pretty sure he's seen the Warriors. He's probably seen them before. I'm pretty sure. Once was enough, though. But see, Brent leans into these movies, and you don't. You you guys come in with come at it with like everything's got to be like out of film school, and he doesn't. He's like me. He just wants to enjoy a good movie. If you think about it, you started our standards high, and it's been downhill from there. No, because you got to mostly because you have to enjoy everything. You can't just be like, oh, I only want to watch good movies. These Mm -hmm. are there are good movies in it. Trust me. Um, yeah, was, next week. It's oh, we got be fantastic. We got it. We were talking about uh, this is a long thread because I mean, if anything, this is this shows more about your taste in movies than our taste in movies. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know why? Because it's my goddamn show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, making us making us watch Czar Dawes and the- that I didn't. That I didn't. <laughs> <do>. <laughs> Mario's off for the hundredth uh, time. I didn't no. pick Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen, I could be making you watch Gamera 2000. Just don't, don't tempt me. You know? <laughs> oh, shoot. I can't remember. I can't find the text. I can't remember what show it was. Read some of the movies back to me, Justine. We'll figure it out. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. We have... I'll go back from episode one. Frankenstein, Invisible Man. No, no, no. Backwards from where we were. <laughs> like the last month, right? The last month. Okay. That's great. I love it. Okay. Let's go back to The Killers. From there? Nope. The Third Man. Nope. Sunset Boulevard. Nope. Winchester 73. Nope. The Naked Spur. The nope. Seven Samurai. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Night of the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Bridge on the River Kwai. Touch of Evil, Vertigo, Charade, Heat of the Night, Duel, Mean Streets, Foxy Brown, The Warrior. I can't remember what it was. Hmm. Further back? It might have been Heat of the Night. I was going to ask him to do one. Gunga Din? No. I just asked him recently. He couldn't make it. He couldn't do it. I was going to have him pop in and surprise you guys. That would have been a cool surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a guest spot. But uh, I just, We would have been so happy. But now you just ruined it. Yeah. But <laughs> there, there's another week coming up that I, there is another show coming up where I want to invite him, but uh, I, I don't want to say when because then it'll ruin the surprise. So I'll tell you guys. Ignorance is bliss, please. Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. I extended the olive branch. The here. <laughs> what olive branch? There's no olive branch. We're not, we're not warring with them. You extended the <laughs> olive branch. And we're already friends. I think I just did it to piss you off more than anything. So <laughs> he's all mission accomplished. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm always, I'm always having, I'm always happy to have a guest, but you know, is it is it dazed and confused and demolition man? Uh, we demolition man is the one where I do want to have him on because that's his favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah, good. Justin, you could have just done good that good. privately. So now. You- <laughs> So now you both have messed up the show. That's great. You work in tandem. That's fantastic. Um, working in Paris. I, I wish you worked this hard at uh, watching the movies. Um, so let's see. So, okay. So next week we have the Tremors and the, uh, the, the Hunt for Red October, which I'm excited about. And then uh, I don't know if uh, Brent's seen Hunt for Red October. I, I know. don't know. We'll I don't know if he's seen Tremors. 
I don't know. It's a good week. That's they're two fantastic movies. Why is that a good yeah. week? But what, what wouldn't you want to pick a week where, they're great movies. where it's one of them that you know he's going to either love it or hate it? Yeah, but he also likes going in blind to see movies. Mm-hmm. So right, like he. So, but he, what? Some of the best let me ask you this: enjoyed. What made you? Let me understand the psychology of it. There's obviously one person that runs the show. One person who, Jeez. one person who pays for the hosting. One person who does yeah. the editing. Yeah. One person yeah. who puts it all together. Uh, what yep. made you think? Who set up our Patreon? Uh, what What made you think I'm in a spot? To Jake, how much money do you think we're going to be on <laughs> if we're going to make a Patreon? How much money do you think we would get a month if we if we put up uh, put up a Patreon? Realistically, like five, like, like five dollars from Sandy. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. That's what we would do. But anyway, back to Patrick because I can only fire on one target at a time. I'm like a, I'm like a World War II submarine. So uh, I've got Patrick in my sights right now, and I'm gonna fucking Go for it. I'm, I'm gonna ready. fucking fire for a full spread. What in your head made you think I'm gonna go invite? It doesn't matter how much we like the guest. It's like what made you think that would be okay? Like what in your head thought made you think? Just because oh, it makes you mad. But but no no no. <laughs> it does make me mad. But what? But why did you think it was okay? <laughs> Jesus. That's what I'm getting to the bottom. I didn't necessarily think it was okay. Who cares? I well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I I care. Uh, well, that's that's your problem, not mine. Because I have to schedule things. Um, why? Do you, you understand that I there's like a, there's like work that goes into this show, right? There's like stuff I do that I have to get nah. set up for and you know, I have to make things line up. Like nah. like what if I can't make it next week? What if something comes up and I can't make it next week? <laughs> and then we told somebody to be a guest. That's why it's easy. To be so we told somebody to be, let me put it let me easy. let's put it this way. I made an appointment with myself last week. I told my wife, my wife, whom I live with. <laughs> We're going to do this show Thursday night. We're going to record because the, the show got messed up. All right. I got invited to go to a Dodger game, a Dodger game, which I have not been to in a year and a half. Did I go to that game? No, yes. I did not. Why? Wow. Because I needed to, to record the show. The show hey. Because wow. we have a schedule. That it worked. Let me we, we let me explain it to this in a way that you might understand. Even if the schedule changes, he still gets to watch two really good movies. That's great. But you know what? They do good work over there on the Home Video Hustle. They don't need our yeah. help picking movies unless you're doing the I'm Patreon. I'm not pick. saying that. By it's the way, my Patreon pick with your friends. is coming up on that show <laughs> in like it's fun to hang out with your friends. And I'm excited. Oh no, I shouldn't ruin that. Are you are you assault on precinct thirteen? Uh, they just announced it today. Oh, did they? Yes, I'm that not was that was my pick. I've waited for the since the start of that show. Uh, I put my Patreon pick in as soon as I became a subscriber over there. Uh, it was the last one PJ picked out of the bag. Wow! They're starting like a new batch. It was the last one he picked. So wow, I'm, last I'm, one in the bag. I'm excited. They're That's finally. Nice. I'm excited. They're finally doing it. So you subscribed to his Patreon? Oh yeah, first day. Of course. All I, right. I we That's actually and this podcast. For your actually, information, he's never seen either of them. Oh, this is going to wow. be great. There you go. This is going to be great. I wish I had thought of it. No, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to do it. Why not? I don't know. He says he has to work later in the day. Wow. See, so you fucked it up. You sent out an invitation. It, you, you shoot. You, you, you miss every single chance you don't take. You know what? Deal. Brent's smart enough to know that 
you you went behind my back. He knows. No, he knows what's up. <laughs> Brent knows what's up. So hard if you <laughs> ask him, Mario, he and he says yes. You know what he said? He said I gotta work that day, but tell him I'll tell him I can be late. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. <laughs> hey, I like Brent. He's fun. Yeah, that's not in question. Why don't you let us hang out with our friends? He's obviously, he's obviously our our podcast best friend. I mean, obviously, we, we plug him on the show all the time. So there's no questioning that whether or not we like Brent. The question is who's in charge of the fucking show. That's the question. That's we all know the, nobody's in charge. That, it's just a fucking. That's shit the fu- show. no. I know who's in fucking charge. I'm sure, pretty sure John knows who's in charge. Yourself. You're the only one who knows who's in charge. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what. Well, here you go. All right, we're back, guys. If you're just joining us, uh, uh, Patrick and I are in the middle of a power struggle where he's trying to unseat me as host of the show, but I'm not going to let it happen. Hey, uh, we, we're you gonna, still do everything. We're I gonna, just came up with an idea. I had a suggestion. Yeah, 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 yeah that's great. A suggestion. Like, if, if I... <laughs> if I, There's a difference between suggesting something. Like, if my wife says... Uh, like, if I tell Nicole, hey... Uh, what, what do you say for pizza for dinner? And you know, if I don't, if I just show up with the pizza in my hand, that's not a suggestion anymore. You know what I'm saying? If if it didn't work, it's pizza for one. It's pine. It's pineapple on. It's pepperoni on pineapple. Yum. Mm. <laughs> don't hate it, John. What do you feel about this? How, where do you land on this? All this. Pick a side, John. I've said more than enough. I'm just gonna let it play out. <laughs> <laughs> you said nothing, John. That's the best part. There's Justine. Justine, are you okay? Yeah, I fell in the toilet. Are you Justine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's Are you good. okay? Justine, this whole this whole show fell in the toilet about twenty minutes. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> keep it's your, nice. I got a new hairdo. When are you gonna keep your man in check? Jesus. I'm gonna check him. Not my responsibility. I mean, she broke it. I mean, she broke his back. So that is true. You know what? I I have been. I'm so sorry, Patrick. I lashed out at you, and I forgot that you're high on pain meds. So I should I should have taken that into consideration. <laughs> and by pain by pain meds means Tylenol. <laughs> yeah, whatever he's on. Yeah, and I was and I was feeding off of his drug high too. So I think yeah, yeah. I well, this is a great show. It ended well. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, I'll probably edit most of that out, but. Uh, I think you should leave it. I don't think any reason not to leave it. Mm, mm. That's what people listen for. Let's be well. Let's, let's put it this way: my prediction about this show not being around in November, uh, early on the, in the show, <laughs> John thought. I don't know how I knew. Sometimes you get these feelings. Mm. Sometimes you just know mm. these things. We'll be back in a new format with John Zane. You, uh, you have but the power. What's that? <laughs> I said you have the power. I do. You could fix this. I do. Uh, I could. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week with another great show with Tremors and uh, and uh, Hunt for an October and maybe a guest or two. Who knows? You never know how these things are going to go. Maybe a surprise guest will show up. You don't know. You have no idea. 
So for Patrick, for Jake, for John, we say this transmission ends now. Oh, Justine, I almost forgot Justine who fell in the toilet. For Patrick, for Jake, for John, for Justine, we say this transmission ends now. Unity, the irony of that statement. I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Patrick wrap it up. (laughs) Go ahead and finish it off, Patrick. Sign us off. No, it's okay. You can still be mad. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to be mad. Don't worry. That's okay. That's not a problem. I I don't regret my decision. (laughs) Therein lies the problem. Yep. So uh, did we run out of time or is the show still going? Oh, it's still going, John. (laughs) 